Mark Anderson, the National Security Officer with Microsoft Australia New Zealand. Thanks for joining us on our Tech and Sec Weekly. Thank you. You're presenting at ASIO's security conference at the ICC Sydney uh, on the 30th of August, and that runs a couple of days, at least for the 1st of September uh, at the X, uh, Security Expo. Um, you're going to be presenting at the conference. I think Microsoft is a, a large uh, company, obviously, multinational. What's your role as a national security officer? What's your focus? Yeah, sure. So uh, as National Security Officer for Microsoft Australia in New Zealand, uh, my primary role is to work with our customers, with our partners, uh, with government and with regulators to help them understand you know, how we build the platform, how we secure the platform, what trends in the industry we're seeing which would impact businesses and organizations and help inform them either build strategy or set policy. Um, so that's basically my role is to, is to help educate and bring that information out to the market. As part for my sins as well, I do also own things like the protected level assessments of Azure Office 365 and uh, and Dynamics as well. So I do get involved in the um, assessment and um, uh, parts of our platforms as well. Nice. Well, a lot of criticality around the business applications with Microsoft, and it's continuing to expand. We're seeing sort of AI tools uh, being introduced. What's your focus for uh, sort of the key message that you'll have at the conference and, and what you're going to be sort of presenting on? Yeah, so at the conference, I'm, I'm going to present on um, our lessons learned from uh, the conflict um, between Russia and, and Ukraine and, and how as a uh, private sector organization, we've actually been brought into the conflict by proxy, if you like, by, by being in that gray zone of being a technology provider. So what I think is really interesting, and this is a story that I've told a, a few times now over the, over the past year, there's so many learnings from it, is how this is probably the first time we've seen the, the use of cyber and kinetic activity used in conjunction in a very in a very public domain space. I mean, we know that cyber is that continually contested domain, and we've got examples going back as far as Stuxnet in 2010 and um, yeah, Ukrainian power plants being taken out in 2015. But this is the first time we've really seen that convergence and um, how we've seen kinetic activity like missiles and boots on the ground be used in conjunction with cyber attacks. So the, the talk that I'm going to give talks about how we've observed that and moreover, how we've observed that broadening of that domain of cyber as well. So it's not just about cyber destruction, which was which we've seen in the theater of operations in Ukraine itself, but how we've then seen the espionage operations uh, broaden out beyond Ukraine into the allies and those that are supporting. And then also the third angle of how areas like influence operations are also being used. So really those three areas, so destruction, espionage and influence operations and how they all come together. And what can we as businesses and organizations and individuals learn from that conflict and start to prepare ourselves for going forward? Well, I mentioned some of that risk is understanding we're in a global uh, environment as well. So the fact that it is Russia, Ukraine and a war in Europe, even here in Australia, Australian organisations need to have that footing and also the geopolitical environment as well. Uh, I suppose that is explains the touch points that Microsoft has in business. Uh, you mentioned even operational technology. You find that your applications are mixed over between OT and IT now? Yeah, I, I, you'll find that we, we even play now in the space of, of, of securing operational technology as, as well. So, you know, te technology is everywhere. And I think that that whole idea that in a cyber context, the, 
the conflict is borderless, right? And you know, from, from a physical context, you have to drive a tank or fly a missile. Very, very physical, very, um, very public. In a cyber, in the cyber domain, it doesn't really matter where in the world you are or where you're located. If you're connected to the internet in some way, shape, or form, you you effectively can be part of that battleground and that battle space. How is that challenge presented to to Microsoft? As you say. These are nation state actors, uh, very sophisticated cyber criminal groups as well. Uh, mm. And they are sort of getting through. There are gaps uh, in there. What's your key message to the security sector? And it's difficult to even do a risk assessment, you know, based on sort of worst case scenarios uh, in that cyber context. What's your mm. general message to the security industry uh, and the professionals that you speak to? Yeah, so I think uh, I think the first part of it, and, in, and unfortunately, it's not like a, an amazing story of how um, you know Russia and uh, as, as we think of as being a a big cyber superpower, how they were using zero days and unknown um, techniques and so forth during this conflict. I think the one thing that's come out um, in in this, as this conflict has progressed has been how we've observed that a lot of standard uh, techniques, off the shelf techniques, which your regular cyber criminal has been using have actually been effective. Um, things such as spear phishing campaigns, sending emails, people clicking on links that giving access to environments, or even just things like externally facing web applications that haven't been um, patched recently and being able to exploit them, which, which you can do with off the shelf tooling that any university student or aspiring penetration tester can get their hands on. So it's sort of in some ways it's reinforced the message that we've been we've been saying for some time, which is we need to try and get the foundational cybersecurity hygiene practices right. That's not to say you do those and we're done, but it, it really ups the game for the for the aggressor, right? The aggressor then has to up their game and really think about what tooling and techniques they're going to use if you really take away the easy components for them. So taking Australia, you know, we have, we have the essential eight. Doing the essential eight is absolutely awesome because if you can get to that, get essential eight deployed in your environment, then you've definitely made it harder for the attackers. It's not to say you're completely impenetrable, but you've definitely upped the ante. And I think that's probably one of the key messages that, I'll, that I will be driving home uh, at that presentation at the ASIL conference. Nice. Well, look, we'll keep the audience wanting more. I've got about 10 other questions that I could <laughs> ask you, uh, but uh, that's going to be on August 30 to the 1st of September at the ICC Sydney. The website's there, securityexpo.com.au. Go check it out. Mark Anderson, the National Security Officer with Microsoft ANZ. Thank you very much for joining us on our Tech and Sec Weekly. And we'll see you next month in Sydney. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you. you.